0: and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, and I'm your host, Mariah Pennington. My guest today is Mehmet Casey, the Development Director at the Downtown Billings Alliance. Downtown is a really important part of every city and Billings is no exception. There are few people in Billings who are more plugged in to what's happening with downtown than you, Mehmet. So we are so grateful that you are joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. There's so many different things that the DBA does. Can you just explain to our listeners what the mission of your organization is and what your role is at DBA?
1: Certainly, yeah. And just to put it in a nutshell if I wanted to like in a concise way talk about the mission, basically we want downtown Billings to be, you know, the best place to live, work and play. We want it to be a place that is safe, open, welcoming, inviting, inclusive, unique. And there's a lot of opportunities for economic growth and civic opportunities in there. So that's where we'll be involved in several capacities. And so the alliance itself has four nonprofit organizations, each with its own volunteer board of directors and staff, and sort of focuses. And so my role falls in the under the Downtown Billings Partnership, Mm -hmm. which is the economic arm of the organization that uh, manages the urban renewal district in the downtown area. And then we also do business recruitment, retention and diversification within that footprint. Okay. So, but there are other obviously arms of the organization that such as the business improvement district that focuses on clean and safe initiatives Mm -hmm. and the events. Then there's the downtown billings association that looks at the membership aspect of the organization. And then there's the community innovations arm that looks at empowering the business community on how to be productive in providing solutions towards the vulnerable populations mm-hmm. that might need services or might need to be connected mm-hmm. with mental health services or addiction or uh, treatment, just in general. So
0: one of your major responsibilities in administering of the DVA Tax Increment Finance District is that it's it's really important part for development and billings, but TIF. Mm -hmm. is a concept that I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their brains around. Mm -hmm. Jack, our producer works with this stuff pretty frequently. And we were talking about it the other day and he told me it took him six months to fully understand this. And I looked at him and went, how are we going to, how are we going to get our listeners to understand Tiff in 15 minutes? (laughs) Um, So can you try to explain what tax increment financing is and why it's so important for downtown?
1: Yes, happy to absolutely. And by the way, uh, anybody and everybody's welcome to connect with us and I can give them the long spiel, you know, the blog <laughs> news type uh yeah. explanation or the quick brochure or even the 2-minute YouTube video uh, version. But basically Wait, there's a 2-minute YouTube? Oh, oh yeah. Video? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll link to that in our notes. Yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll, sweet.
1: Yeah, I'll provide all of that. So basically, it's a it's an economic tool that encourages economic growth and job creation in an area or a structure or building that otherwise developers would not pursue for a myriad of obstacles or challenges that might be in their way. And so typically, in order to be considered for a grant or a reimbursement uh, or to be in that program, the, the developer would have to demonstrate three things. One is that the project is tackling an area or a building that is blighted. That can, you know, the definition of blight we can get, we can spend a lot of time on because it's very broad and generic. And that's because this law is nationwide. And so it's catered to answer specific needs of each community. And that's why it's state authorized, but locally driven. Mm -hmm. And so they have to demonstrate that first. Two, they have to demonstrate that the uh, project is not doable if they were to do it on their own. And that's known as the but for test. And then three is that they have to demonstrate that there's going to be a public benefit or the whole community is going to benefit from this and not just the developer. Okay. And so those are the main three criteria. And then in some cases, certain local communities will kind of determine the amount a developer is eligible to receive. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that also fluctuates based on where you go. But let's take an example. You have a hundred thousand square foot building that's Mm -hmm. very dilapidated or rundown and you know it needs to be redeveloped. And let's say the current real estate value of it is a dollar a square foot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or maybe 100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And so the community wants a grocery store in there. You get a developer who pitches an idea of what that grocery store will look like, how the sidewalks are improved with trees and access and parking and beautification. And let's say they're estimating the project to be a $10 million project. And then the completed project estimates that the new... Property value of that building is bringing it from a dollar a square foot to a four dollar a square foot. So the difference between a hundred thousand a year and four hundred thousand a year is the increment. And that increment is put in a fund over the course of time. TIF districts usually go between 15 years and 40 years, Mm -hmm. where those funds go and get distributed towards other redevelopment and development projects. Okay. So that by the end, when the TIF district sunsets, mm-hmm. and that's the term they use when they um, expire, that generates additional revenue mm-hmm. for the city that then the city can put it back into amenities, parks, safety, infrastructure, all of that. So, so
0: a couple of clarifying questions. Yeah. The money is federal dollars?
1: Not necessarily. No. The, the money is, is coming through a complex formula, but out of the taxable value of the property okay. itself. Okay. Yeah.
0: But and, did you start with something in the beginning?
1: Uh, the the beginning uh, of it is a, a bit of a challenge because when you start, uh, you don't have anything, but the base uh, that they mm-hmm. start with, for example, that will continue. So the $100,000, for example, in this example of that building, that will continue to go to the taxing jurisdictions. Oh, so okay. that's the city, the county, the state, and public schools. Okay,
0: that makes anything sense. Anything
1: you build on top of that will become the increment. Okay. And that will go into that fund.
0: I mean, it makes sense to me. But if you as a listener don't understand, we'll give you some more resources. <laughs> Can you give us an example of something that maybe people would, oh, I didn't realize that was through TIF, Like a, a like building that certain, has been. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, certain projects downtown. The There are many. I mean, the the Northern Hotel, for example, and the garage next to it. Oh, okay. The Babcock building recent ones that we've had facilitated as well. What used to be known as the Lou Talbert building is oh, now the yes. Beartooth okay. Bank. The, again, what used to be the Good Earth Market is now okay. the Wise Wonders. Okay. Uh, these I, are...
0: There's a lot then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then there there are smaller grants too that cater towards signage and mm-hmm. some other improvements yeah. to recruit businesses. And obviously the the list goes on there yeah. too. And yeah. you can... Uh, I can point you in the right direction to say this is a recipient this okay. is a recipient. So
0: fascinating. Yeah. So a full-time job. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Busy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the Billings recently completed a downtown traffic study. Yep. That will probably result in some pretty significant changes downtown including Changes to those notorious one ways that we have that people complain about. Yeah. Can you explain what changes we might be seeing soon downtown and what that whole process looks like?
1: Certainly. Yeah. So uh, actually, as we speak, and probably by the time this is out, it'll be complete. The uh, two streets that are currently being converted or mm-hmm. reverted, we'd like to say from multi-lane one ways to two ways, are North 29th Street and North 30th Street. Okay, And those were also funded by a TIF grant. This one is slightly different because it was bonded over the course of 25 years Mm -hmm. uh, because it's such a large project. And so, but that was sort of a pilot from that study is to see how this goes and to at least do a smaller chunk of it because this project is going to be costly if we were to look at the entire downtown footprint. And the idea is to start with these two one, they're kind of closer also to the core, so mm-hmm. we're expanding the core a little bit. And then two, the length of them going north to south is manageable, more right. manageable than the ones going east to west. And so this is all slated to be done by end of June.
0: Oh, that's, ex- that's fast.
1: Yep. yep. Okay.
0: I mean, what's involved with converting a one-way? Don't you just... Lap <laughs> up some paint on the ground and go, okay, these that's, aren't one ways anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, that, I don't know. That's part of it. Actually, that is the last part that they, they do. The, the first part they worked on uh, is the uh, traffic signal boxes and oh, the okay. actual light infrastructure yes, and sense. the potential <laughs> sometimes uh, underground wiring that goes along with that. Yeah. And that depends on each area and how updated they are oh, okay. and what the infrastructure looks like. Then they go, uh, and right now, for example, they're doing asphalt patching and mm-hmm. chip seal and fog seal yeah. to the streets. And then after that, they'll come back and do restriping, and then potentially reorienting the signage that needs to be updated,
0: yeah. so people know um, where to
1: go. <laughs> right? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah and then they are working with us as well as uh, the other media outlets to continue educating right. the community mm-hmm. and reminding them uh, that this is happening, and to be mindful of that, yeah. especially uh, anytime after June that's when yeah. it will be active. That makes sense.
0: So when yep. this um, almost when this podcast airs, probably yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so the down just to clarify, the downtown traffic study was actually from wasn't it from to division all the way almost to the Metro. Did it include that whole space? I thought they talked about at some point that interchange there. And,
1: yes. Okay. And and there are some parts in the Ebird or the East Billings Urban Renewal mm-hmm. District that's already sort of a two-way. But again, it's pockets and yeah. it depends. And so, the, but the study itself looked at everything. Okay. And then they followed the study with a survey that was yep. a community at large survey. Mm-hmm. And the overwhelming majority preferred it to go back to two ways. Yeah. So that's the idea is that we will probably go in that direction. What remains to be seen uh, and answered is the funding mechanism to Mm -hmm. execute all of that. Because right now, those two have been taken care of by the TIF district. We could potentially look at continuing to utilize the TIF district Mm -hmm. depending on its health and also the longevity and the timeline of the bonding in terms of scaling the rest of the streets or do you phase them or do you do it all at once? Mm Because you also want to be mindful of the business's operations and being able to stay open and be accessed and Mm -hmm. things like that. So,
0: How is this going to impact downtown specifically and the businesses that are there changing these into two-way?
1: So, yeah, the exciting thing about uh, uh, two-ways research-wise and also if you refer to other communities and other places that have done similar conversions, two-ways are better for business in terms mm. of visibility mm-hmm. and success yeah. and they're better for convenience in terms of accessing what you need to get to Right, and they're better for safety in terms of speeding and oh, um, changing okay. lanes and things yeah. like that. So that's what we're excited about. As As we know, a lot of people talk about how lively and exciting Broadway is and mm-hmm. that's the idea is to take these two and add them to the fold and extend that core and the reason why pedestrians frequent, uh, such streets among, uh, many other factors, obviously, you know, location and the kind of businesses that you have there. But uh, when, when you feel safe in mm-hmm. a neighborhood, you're going to go there. Yep. And so bikers and pedestrians will go to places where they know cars are not speeding. Yeah. And the perceived danger of the opposite traffic forces, opposite direction, uh, traffic forces, you know, the driver to be mindful mm-hmm. and add on On top of that, also the parking uh, options on either side of the street. So they have to be aware of what's going on. And as opposed to on a uh, multi-lane, multi-one-way, multi-lane one-way, cars can often jockey in between lanes if they're being inconvenienced by, you know, someone pulling out of a parking spot Mm -hmm. or someone crossing or a closure or a a semi unloading something they can always switch to the next lane mm-hmm. so they can maintain that speed in, in order to hit all the traffic signal yep. boxes or traffic lights before they all turn red.
0: <laughs> yes. I have almost been hit by a car multiple times on Montana Avenue. So
1: yeah. I, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's on the docket too uh, <laughs> yeah. of trying to do yeah. some traffic calming uh, there as well. Well, so. this is the
0: perfect segue because I wanted to ask, I've had a lot of people actually ask me, I'm like, you know, I don't work for the city, right? But um, (laughs) what's the deal with North Broadway? Like, is that going to become a pedestrian only space? Because we would love that. It would be so cool if that was pedestrian only. So do you know if that's a discussion that's happening?
1: That is an excellent question. I know it's still an ongoing discussion. And I know based on the survey, uh, 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 one based on the study and two based on the survey results. Again, there is sort of a, a preference for it to happen. However, when it comes to the business owners themselves, it's kind of split. Some want it, some don't. And so we've indicated to business owners that we'll support them in whatever fashion they deem Mm -hmm. by majority, again, that they want to do one way or the other. We don't necessarily have the resources to uh, staff it or program Mm -hmm. it 360 days. Right. But we've provided, you know, uh, a list of, for example, do's and don'ts that you want to uh, stay close to especially when it comes to other cities and neighborhoods that have done something like yeah. that. What yeah. has worked and what right. didn't work. And, and 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 I think the city's also interested in doing something at least seasonally
0: oh, to just okay. demo it and yep. see how mm-hmm. it works
1: or how yeah. it goes. That's uh, a good idea. And then if it's if it's successful enough, maybe mm-hmm. they you can then look at a permanent. Yeah. But I I I personally also like the the optional uh way mm-hmm. as well just so that you can see because y- with these situations you n- never truly know you can mm-hmm. always plan mm-hmm. for what works and what doesn't and and have the best intentions and have the majority uh backing you up but then yeah. something else might happen and then it derails it so b- so at least the optional feature of it allows for maybe a backup plan as opposed to well this is done so yeah because yeah. again we've heard some other com- communities who have done it and were not successful and had to open it back to car traffic but then some other communities who have uh, flourished doing that mm-hmm. so. yeah
0: okay let's take a quick break
1: This episode brought to you by Purple Snow Promotional. Have you seen the Chamber's Facebook page recently? It's the Summer Swag Showcase. All summer long, we are repping our members' gear and promotional products and featuring them on social media. Does your business need some new swag? Maybe some cool shades with your logo on it? Purple Snow Promotional can put your logo on anything. Call 406-647-0252 or visit purplesnowpromotional.com. Purple
0: Snow Promotional, stand out from the crowd. So let's talk about housing. Mm. Billings is experiencing a pretty significant housing shortage right now. Yeah. I know this because my daughter and her son in law have been trying to buy a house for quite some time now and have failed miserably. So um, that's tough. They may just stay in the apartment that they're in. (laughs) But with the growing demand, especially with younger people who want to live in areas downtown where they can access those amenities that Mm -hmm. they want and even just affordable housing. What's the situation in regards to housing downtown?
1: Yeah, so there's there is there's a lot of demand, as, as you indicated. And one of our priorities in our strategic plan is housing, downtown housing. Uh, we believe in density in the downtown area for many reasons. but and, and we've seen also that whenever an option is created or added, it's claimed right away. In many cases, there is a wait list uh, for some of those units. Mm-hmm. And so... Ah, uh, we've seen that, for example, recently with the frat building that was oh. uh, converted—the Catholic school yeah, that I, was converted into thirteen condo I units it
0: was converted into yeah—and that one yeah.
1: was sold before it was even getting designed. Just when the news broke out, so uh, all of them, all the units, and uh, uh, and would
0: you consider those affordable?
1: I mean, that that those are options to be purchased, and so yeah. that's for the market who is looking to purchase yeah. their own unit. Mm-hmm. They're Ranging I think between the 200,000 and 400,000. Oh, uh, okay. prices uh, depending on the size of right, the unit. right. But but we'd like to have more options of everything. We'd like to have options of uh, residential that you can buy. We'd like to have options mm-hmm. of residential that you can rent. Mm-hmm. We'd like to have options of residential for low income or low cost. Yeah. We know at least uh, 28 uh, residential units that are slated to be developed next year um, that are going to be low cost. We know another 29 units that are going to be low-income housing. I was just um, going to ask you this
0: question, so yep. you beat me to it.
1: That are being built in the next 18 months. Mm-hmm.
0: What about using, can you use TIF?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah, And okay. that's something that we've also prioritized in our uh, application process mm-hmm. that, you know, you'll get more consideration or more points if there's mm-hmm. a housing aspect yeah. to your yeah. project. For instance, the mo- one of the recent applications was the relocation of the burger dive they're moving into a property on Minnesota Avenue. They're adding eight energy efficient residential units upstairs. Where
0: that. are they going again? Where it?
1: It's so on Minnesota Avenue between 27th and Broadway. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's exciting.
1: Yeah. So yeah, anything and everything that adds more to our inventory, mm-hmm. which is, gonna, is definitely going to be a priority on our mm-hmm. considerations. And again, it's, it's, it's stated in our, the strategic plan it's stated in our urban renewal plan mm-hmm. it's uh, it's the city's uh, priority and growth and so it's yep yeah
0: and the more people that live downtown will work and play downtown
1: exactly yep <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah and if if the pandemic taught us anything you know yep. last year you know that if people aren't able to go to certain other neighborhoods they have to at least still continue to get their groceries and clothes and mm-hmm. maybe bills yep. and so that people who live downtown can just go downstairs mm-hmm take care of those uh uh, needs and then those businesses also continue to thrive during um, something like that yeah yeah that's cool that's exciting I think it's
0: exciting okay so at the end of every episode we like to do what we call the Rorschach questions and I'm sick of explaining it so we'll put it in the show notes if you don't know who that is (laughs) Um, (laughs) but Mamet doesn't know these questions so I'm just gonna get started so where is your favorite place to play outside in Billings
1: Ooh. Well, I was going to say two years ago, it was Pioneer Park because we lived near Mm -hmm. Pioneer Park. But now we're actually uh, still in the exploration phase in our new neighborhood. We're kind of off of 32nd between Central and King. And so we're exploring a lot of, uh, we're finding a lot of uh, trails there and Mm -hmm. paths and parks and Mm -hmm. we're... Just enjoying that journey. We're that's just kind fun. of discovering, you know, the the discovery phase. Yeah, that's really cool. fun.
0: Okay, so at the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about food. So this question is, what food do you most love to cook and then eat?
1: Hmm. I mean, that's easy, although it's a little biased, but it would have <laughs> to be either, you know, Turkish or Middle Eastern food. Yes. Um, Anything as,
0: specific though? Like what's um, your favorite, favorite?
1: I don't know if I can pin it down to one, but I'll say just for the podcast sake, I'll say dolma (laughs) is is my favorite. So uh, if you're familiar with Greek food, uh, you'll see it as dolmades there. Mm -hmm. And it's those, you know, grape leaf things wrapped Mm -hmm. with inside, you know, rice and some spices and seasonings and sometimes meat. The difference is the the Iraqi version of it. You do that with the grape leaves, Mm -hmm. but you also do it with... Onion, uh, like the actual individual onion wraps oh, or sheets. Okay, yes. Uh, tomatoes, potatoes, zucchinis, oh eggplants, uh, peppers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like another version of stuffed, stuffed peppers.
0: Oh, but it's but with a, a variety yeah. of these okay, things. And cool. so I
1: think, yeah, I would, I, would, I would say that. That
0: sounds my mouth watering. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for inspiration for downtown Billings, what's your favorite downtown that would be that inspiration?
1: Is that within the nation or global? Wherever, yeah. okay, man, I would have to say Istanbul, Turkey.
0: Oh well, I've never been there, so <laughs> I <already> know. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now I'll have to go look it up now to see what it's like. But why? Like, what is it about it that's?
1: It's just fascinating. The 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 how. I mean, you see signs of three empires there. Mm, yeah. You know the remnants of those empires: the Ottoman Empire, the Byzantine Empire, mm-hmm. and, the, and the Roman Empire. But at the same time, you also see modern structures and skyscrapers, and you know, top-notch state yep. of the. I mean, it's just
0: it's so diverse,
1: very mm-hmm. and very interestingly laid out and designed in mm-hmm. very unique and very lively and very active. Mm-hmm. And is there uh, art? Oh, yeah. Art. yeah. Well, obviously Lot, architecture, yeah. but... Yeah, lots. Yeah. Lots of that, too. And I mean, the position of it, too. I mean, it's one of those cities that are... It has an Asian side of it and a an oh, European yeah. side of yeah. it. And it's connecting two continents. It's just so... All right. So many things so, to explore.
0: Next place to travel on my <laughs> list.
1: <laughs> That's cool. Yep. Yeah, I always... Uh, uh, on my last trip in 2019, I think it was, I I was sending all kinds of ideas to my team as I'm seeing things Ah, there. Oh, There we go. You know, like uh, public art and Mm -hmm. um, uh, sculptures and um, beautification aspects and landscaping and things like that. Anything and everything that I see that could be replicated or could be done somewhere else. I'm like, Hey, check this out. What time of year did you go? In the summer, August. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you weren't sending all these beautiful pictures back to your team and it was midwinter and they were like, great, thanks, (laughs) Mehmet. It's awesome. We're glad you're having a great time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was
1: cognizant of that.
0: (laughs) Hey, Mamet, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. It's been a really fun conversation and I'm sure we will have the DBA back to talk about all things downtown. Yeah, Yeah.
1: thank you so much for having me. yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Thanks to Mamet for joining us today. And thank you to Jack Genoway for producing. And most of all, thank you to our listeners. If you would like to advertise with us, give feedback, suggest a future topic, ask us a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at BillingsChamber.com. Tune in two weeks from now on July 21st when we'll be talking with Nicole Melling of Billings Clinic, who is also the Billings Chamber's new board chair for this upcoming fiscal year. And don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes because there's something here for everyone.